Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Bruh is a Murder. Bruh is a Murder. Bruh is a Murder. Welcome back. <laughs> back. Back. I'm Andre Matthews. <laughs> and I'm Alex Acevedo. And this is a true crime podcast that talks about cases that involve people of color. And we also play you some really good music. And every once in a while, you also get a crappy pasta from yours truly. By yours truly, I mean this black guy right here. Tell the truth, brother. Tell the truth. <laughs> this is awesome, you know. This is... <laughs> oh, oh, well, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Always, always. And Mm-mm-mm. this is pre-recorded, so hopefully we're still alive in the future. Oh, oh my god. What that? Don't say those things. <laughs> don't, don't, oh no, I'm just, put, I'm just putting that, I gotta put the good vibes out there into the ether, you know? That doesn't sound like good vibes to me. At all. I'm hoping we survive two more weeks before this is posted. I think this, I think this, this is gonna post the day we ship out. Should be. Should be. Alright, should be. Right? I'll say it. Alright. <laughs> no, I'm okay. wrong. This is gonna post while we're in primo. No, it's shut up. Go ahead. In February. <laughs> yeah, yeah. February. Anyway, sorry, listeners. All right. So, happy Black History Month oh, <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happy future Black History Month. <laughs> I'm just saying it's like technically when we post. Yeah, no, yeah, we're Black History be- Month. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I had like a month to you too, sir. <laughs> oh man, oh shit, this is gonna be a long fucking nine months of my life. All right, so <laughs> uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the you know the cases of last, and uh, we got some <laughs> the new case, the cases uh, of your the cases of your and uh we are gonna bring you some interesting cases also we're gonna continue the last one that andre was doing he's gonna go first obviously so you guys can stop being waiting and you know and patient now uh shit what is the word fuck ah no more cursing ah help me out <laughs> anticipation <laughs> anticipation that's the word there we go i got it don't worry guys you don't have to worry about me yeah, so let's just jump right into it before <laughs> we fuck up any more of the words. Oh, oh wait, man. no cursing. Well, we can, we'll edit that out. We can't edit it out. We don't have the capability. We'll figure it out. We can bleep out. it. We can bleep it. We I can can't bleep. bleep it. I don't know how to do that either. I, I might know how to do it. We'll try to bleep it. I'll, we'll I'm trying. It I'm trying not to curse anymore because I don't want to get demonetized. Well, yeah, you'll, 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 the, the, listeners, the listeners will know if, they, if, we're, if we're able to edit it out or not. If it's there... <laughs> Couldn't figure it out. So I'll start. (laughs) This is part two to the Chino Hill murders slash Kevin Cooper story. I'll give you like a quick rundown before we get in there. So (laughs) did he do it? Dun dun dun. On thank you. On (laughs) one day in June in 1983, a California professor drove over to a neighbor's house to pick up his 11 year old son from a sleepover. Nobody answered the door, so the professor peered through a window and saw a fucked up sight. A shit ton of blood. The professor found his eight-year-old stabbed, along with the bodies of Peggy and Doug Ryan, the homeowners. The Ryan's ten-year-old daughter also was dead, with 46 stab wounds. But 
The eight-year-old son was still breathing, even though his neck was slit. The kid was hanging on. The quadruple murder began a travesty that is still unfolding and underscores just how broken the justice system is. A man named Kevin Cooper is sitting in prison on death row right now and awaiting execution for the murders, even though a federal judge says he he's probably innocent. He's on death row because the San Bernardino Sheriff's Department framed him, quote, well, this is like what the judge says. So, okay. Judge Williams said <laughs> that he's on death row because the San Bernardino Sheriff's Department framed him. Uh, judge William A. Fletcher is one of the Ninth Circuit, is all is on the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, Fletcher was in the minority in 2009 when his court refused to rehearse, rehash the case. His disdain over 100 pages long points out that Cooper's possible innocence and the systematic police misconduct is a modern equivalent to Emily Zeal's quote-unquote jacques. So basically, they're pointing a the finger at the dude and the judge is saying that he didn't fucking do it. Okay. At least 10 other federal judges have also expressed concerns about Cooper's conviction. Many other emulate legal experts, including the then president of the American Bar Association, have also called on Governor Jerry Brown to intervene. Governor Jerry Brown is a governor at the time in a state that uh, Cooper's in prison. Okay. The evidence of police tampering is overwhelming. When lawyers working on Cooper's appeal asked for DNA testing on a t-shirt believed to belong to the killer, the lab found Cooper's blood on the shirt. But also something weird. The blood had test tube preservations in it. In other words, it appeared to have come from the supply of Cooper's blood drawn by police and kept in a test tube. You see what I'm getting at? Hmm. I see it now. Okay. When the test tube was later examined, it had DNA of at least two people in it. It appeared that someone had removed some of Cooper's blood and then topped it off with someone else's blood. <coughs> That's some really fucking sloppy cover-up work. Was, oh, oh, we poured so much. Give me, hey, Jefferson, I need you to bleed in this tube real quick. <laughs> Hey, hey, draw straws, not it. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, and what's extraordinary about this case is that it's not only likely that Cooper's innocent, but we also have a good idea of who committed the murders. The 10-year-old victim, Jessica Ryan, died with a clump of white, uh, not white, of light hair in her hand. And the 8-year-old survivor, her brother, Joshua, repeatedly told investigators that the attackers had been three or four white men. Mr. Cooper is black and only one singular person. <laughs> Meanwhile, a woman told police and her statements were later backed up by her sister that a housemate, a, who was also a convicted fucking murderer, had shown up with others late, on, late that night of the murders in blood-splattered overalls and driving a station wagon resembling the one stolen from the Ryan's house. The woman said the housemate was no longer wearing the t-shirt he had on earlier in the evening. Uh, the same t-shirt that was found near the murders. So you see, the evidence is stacking up against someone else. That is a murder. A hatchet, like one of the murder weapons, was missing from the man's toy chest. And a friend of his confessed to a fellow prisoner that he had participated in the killings. So his boy went to jail and is telling people, that, oh hey, I just helped... <laughs> kill a whole family of people with a hatchet. Uh, the woman gave a bloody o- the woman gave the bloody overalls to police who threw them out. 
So she handed over the evidence and the police threw them out. Apparently because they didn't fit their narrative that Cooper was the killer. There was no reliable evidence against Cooper, like none at all. But he had escaped from a minor security prison, which he walked literally walked out of. He was serving a burglary sentence and had hold up in a, it was holed up in an empty house near the Ryan's home. Uh, a court suggested that he had killed Ryan to steal the station wagon, although it was thought to have been parked in front of the house with the keys in it. And when the car was found, it appeared that three people with bloody clothes had set in it. And a reminder that when Cooper was found, he was not covered in blood. And he's also one singular person. So he cannot just <laughs> manifest into three other people. One fundamental factor in this case is Cooper race. He's a black dude. And how many times do we see people of color face racial injustice in the United States? The police seem predisposed to believe that the worst of a black man. Even though he did have a past, they automatically assumed he must be able to kill four people. Cooper was subjected to racial taunts at his case as his case unfolded. And Democratic and Republican politicians likely, however, shown themselves inclined to avert their eyes even if this leaves an innocent man on death row. So throughout his trial, he was dealing with racist shit from the public. And everyone kind of just like turned their face was like, oh, well, yeah, he probably fucking did it. Black guy, right? Mm -hmm. As Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was governor at the time, refused to act, Camilla Harris, who was a state attorney general and is now a U.S. senator, was also unhelpful. Governor Brown is reviewing the case, but previously as Attorney General, exhibited little interest. So basically, no one really gives a shit that this guy's going to be executed, and he probably most likely didn't do the thing. This fucking poor guy. The thing, the thing as a murder. <laughs> <laughs> and his lawyers are not asking for a pardon right now, or even a commission of uh, his life imprisonment. They're simply asking Governor Brown to order a review of the case with DNA testing. Because, you know, DNA testing has gotten better over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, to indicate whether Cooper is likely guilty or innocent. They just, want, they just want all the evidence to come out and be properly tested. They will even pay for the testing themselves. Because they believe that it will exonerate Cooper and implement the real killer who is, prob- is, who is still out there running around. Quote, we are not saying we are not saying let Kevin Cooper out of jail right now. We are not saying pardon him. Noted one of his uh, pro bono lawyers. You know what pro bono is, right? Yep, it's uh, when the lawyers do it for free. They're doing that for free. Uh, for free. Quote, we're saying let's find out if he's innocent. This case is a national embarrassment. It appears that an innocent man was railroaded by the system in part because he's black and the government won't even allow crucial DNA testing to be done. And everyone's asking for Governor Brown to act. Well, recently, guess what? He is acting. A man who wrote an article for the New York Times, uh, Nicholas, I'm going to fuck up his last name. I think it's Russian. Kristoff? Chris, I think it's Kristoff. Okay. Let's go with that. Kristoff? Nicholas Kristoff wrote a, he wrote uh, a column for the New York Times in a follow-up investigation this year, actually. Well, no, last year. That renewed interest in Cooper's case. He offered his congratulations on Monday to the inmates team on Twitter. Brown's ex- Governor Brown's executive orders. He put out executive orders, and it meant that the four items that were on the crime scene will be reexamined. So, I think it was a T-shirt, overalls, a hatchet, and a 
yeah, it was two t-shirts. There's a blue t-shirt, tan t-shirt, overalls, and a hatchet. Those four items are going to be re-examined to compare Cooper's DNA to him. I was wrong. It was a tan t-shirt. Or I wrote, I wrote it down. I don't know why I'm just guessing in my head. <laughs> it was a tan t-shirt, an orange towel, a hatchet handle, and a hatchet sheath. Kristoff believed the testing will the testing will exonerate the man who was once hours away from the execution when his death sentence was stayed in 2004. Quote, I take no position in Mr. Cooper's guilt or innocent at the time, but collaborate factual questions have been raised about whether the evidence of DNA technology warrant limited retesting of certain physical evidence in the case. Basically, back then they didn't have the proper shit DNA test. Now we do. We got better shit. Let's just do it all over again. In October, Christoph filed a final plea with Brown before the governor left office. The reporting implied that Cooper's fate wasn't even certain, even if the governor said he'd act upon pleas from reporters and politicians and celebrities. Kim Kardashian is among one of the people to call for action, because you know she's all about helping people get out of jail now and shit. Okay. So basically, the wheels are turning, the case is being re-looked at slowly, so hopefully we can finally they can finally come out and say that hey this guy is innocent when it comes to these specific murders yes he did break out of prison no one is saying he didn't break out of prison yes he did <laughs> he did rape somebody after he broke out of prison no one is saying that didn't happen what they are saying is he didn't kill these people some other dick did and you gotta go get that other dick before he kills somebody else <laughs> because the other dick who's suspected of these murders also killed someone else before. Now, this is, uh, I don't know, it's kind of interesting, because like, if I went to jail, right, and I went to jail for robbing some bank, and I saw a hole in a fence, and, like, I've been in there for a little bit, I might be tempted. Out. I'm getting out of there. Like, like if I know I'm going to be there for a long time, like, I'm, I'm going to be like, fuck it, and just leave. Yeah, I mean, just if you're going it. away forever, it's got to but. I wouldn't rape someone or kill anybody. Oh no, no, I no. wouldn't rape anybody. But he no. might—he out of the out of the he killed anybody though. No, I don't know. I don't know. That just seems very like thinky. You know, what I mean, someone came forward with saying there was blood on this guy's T-shirt. There was three people in the car. There was fucking. Uh, there's all the the child said there was three white men, and he's not white, and he's not three men. So. Mm, mm. It's a real, it's a real head scratcher and a real side eye to the justice system again. It's like, mm, all right. It's super fucked. <laughs> okay. Jesus. All right, so let's take a quick break. Let's go to break. Cartoons rot my brain, I'm taught 
Okay, so I'm guessing it's my turn. Nope. I'm going to talk nope. normal now. <laughs> You're not going to keep doing that voice. <laughs> and I'm going to talk normal now. All right, so this case, and uh, this case is pretty much about, you know. Oh, my God. What? I just realized that I've been, like, moving so much in this blanket. I have a weighted blanket. And <laughs> I've been moving, like, in it. I'm like, oh, wait, they could probably fucking hear me move around in this shit. Because it's full of, like, beads. I can kind of hear it a little bit, but it's not, like, serious. I'm so sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. <laughs> All right. So this is about, uh, you know, if you ever hated your boss so much, like, and your, your boss was, like, an asshole or your boss caught you doing something and you just hated them so much, that's kind of what this case is, is, is like. So. Our boss is Donald Trump. No comment. We're moving on. <laughs> no one wants to talk about politics here. We're, gonna, we're, get, we're shedding some lights. All right. So, this is story. This is a case about American Eagle manager, and that they believe uh, believe they be strangled by former coworkers. Okay, so according to oh, Jezebel, oh, sh- wait, <laughs> what? Say that again. 
All right, so this American Eagle manager, right? She was believed to be strangled and then burned and then, well, raped, strangled, raped, and then burned. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah, so here, here we go. So according to Jezebel.com, uh, uh, Ashley Harris was 31. She was an assistant manager at American Eagle in Texas. This is at Fort Worth. I don't, I, I don't remember. I don't know if you guys remember the other case I did about Garcia. She was going to get something online for her kid. For, uh, she met someone online. Did some for her kids. It was a PlayStation. That was also in Fort Worth, Texas. So stay out of there. Um, so pretty much. Uh, her friends of Harris told police she was last seen leaving an early leaving early morning Black Friday shift. Patrick Sweet, her downstairs neighbor, called 911 after hearing a carbon monoxide detector and also seeing more like Patrick Yeet, am I right? Moving on. <laughs> carbon monoxide detector and also seeing water drip from his bathroom. Uh, as Star Telegram reported, Kessler, a friend of Ashley, said his wife woke awakened him about 7.30 a.m. after hearing a beeping sound, after noticing a strobe light flashing on a fire alarm on Harris's building. He said he rushed over to help her dog, a golden retriever. When he saw Harris's pickup parked outside the building, he knew something was not right and that she must be home too. He said he ran up to her apartment, kicked in her front door without first checking to see if it was locked. He said this in an interview with Telegram. When I start Telegram, when I ran up there, my adrenaline was pumping so hard. I knew my friend was there and her animal was there too. My natural instinct was don't check. Get the hell in there. He he said he twice entered the smoke-filled apartment screaming Harris's name and the dog's name, but had to turn back after becoming overcome by the smoke. Oh my god, the dog. <sighs> Yeah, well, also the woman. What the? What? Well, I mean, I'm sorry. It was just, <laughs> the, dog, the dog has no idea what's going on, you know? Poor dog. All right, but um, this friend is considerably amazing to think about it. I know he ran from across the street. He noticed the stuff, ran across the street to get her dog out of a fire. I mean, I don't know like that. You do have a friend with him. No, whatever. Anyway, not only that, <laughs> is he also like saw her car there and immediately kicked into protective mode. He ran upstairs, kicked in this door. I mean, he probably shouldn't have kicked in the door, but he kicked in the door, went in. Oh twice. no, because like you, you when you open a door. I, FYI, I used to be. I went through the fire academy. When he kicked in a door, he most likely fanned the flames. He let he let more oxygen in, so the flames mm-hmm. got more intense, which is why he kept getting pushed back by the smoke. Because, you know. Okay, five fire. <laughs> okay. No, that's good information, though. I was thinking the same thing, though, because I see you know, a lot of movies where they break something and the fire just erupts. It's bigger. Yeah. Oxygen. Yeah. You know how that works. Oxygen. Yeah. Ox- anyway, he goes in there, tries to find her, he comes back out, he doesn't find the dog either. Authorities discover Harris after Tarrant County firefighters extinguish the fire at her apartment. They found her body face down on her scorched bed with her ankles and wrists bound by duct tape on November 28, 2014, the, the Star-Telegram reports. The police said Harris did not die of natural causes, and they were investigating her death as a homicide. According well, yeah, there, to there's Dallas... There's nothing natural about getting duct tape to her bed. Hell no. So, according to the Dallas Morning News, 
they arrested two of her former co-workers, Carter Carroll Seventes, 25, and Clarence David Mallory, 19. Cervantes and Mally were accused of stealing $18,000 from the American Eagle store they worked at during summer of 2014. Wait, like at once? Yeah, at once. $18,000. I'm guessing... I didn't know they kept that much cash in the store. I'm guessing it was like a Black Friday thing? Because they... uh, I'm going to get into that next part, but like, there was no information if it was on the same day or it was a different day. There was, however like some information about how much money they took and it was $18,000. So, uh, both Mallory and Cervantes were fired soon after the thefts and it was Harris who called 911 and alerted the corporate offices and the store manager about the robbery. According to Jezebel.com, police now believe that the two plan to rob the store again. They stole Harris's keys before killing her. Her hands were bound with duct tape and then they emptied a and they found an empty bottle of rubbing alcohol right by her body, so they're assuming that's what started the fire. Cervantes was arrested in Fort Worth, while Mallory was uh, apprehended in um, Amarillo, more than 300 miles away. So Mallory, the younger one, stayed, that's the the, the guy, and the, the woman fled 300 miles away because she did something bad. <laughs> so, Wait, well, yeah, you do something bad, you want to run, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. So both are being charged with capital murder and left and, le- and theft and being held on six hundred thousand dollar total bound uh, total bounty. Uh, that was at that time in two thousand and fourteen. Uh, according to StarTelegram.com, Cervantes was pled guilt pled not guilty to the charge that she suffocated and hit Harris in the head with an object while in the course of committing robbery and or uh, relate uh, relations. Um, Carter uh, Carter Carol Cervantes, twenty-seven, testified that she was asleep at the time of the murder of Ashley Harris. Had Harris sit. <clears throat> okay. Do that again. Cervantes, twenty-seven, testified that she was asleep at the time of the murder of Ashley Harris and was forced into the robbery by her boyfriend, 21-year-old Clarence David Mallory, and the Fort Worth Star-Telegram reports. According to Dallas Morning News, though, Billy Ray, one of the attorneys who represented Cervantes, said no, none of the, of the more than 400 exhibit prosecutors filed placed her in Harris's apartment at the time. She was killed... Oh my god, I messed up completely. I'm going to start over. One second. According to Dallas Morning News, Billy Ray, one of the attorneys who represented Cervantes, said none of the more than 400 exhibits prosecutors filled placed her in Harris's apartment at the time she was killed. The, the paper reports Cervantes also testified that Mallory raped her when she didn't do what she wanted. Cervantes received the life in prison without the possibility of parole. And as for Mallory, he is still awaiting trial uh, to this point. So I couldn't find any information on Mallory, which is the man. Uh, I couldn't find anything about him or if he was sentenced or anything. They just said he was on trial. That was the last thing I found that was updated in 2016. I'm guessing that they just left the case alone and they couldn't find, you know, they didn't update it. So, but I'm guessing he went to prison as well 
I would assume since he was there, he was an associate there. Like, he was, you know, you could place him there. Yeah. So, also, the way they were arrested is that when they stole the keys, they went back to rob the, the place again. And they called them, uh, they called her on video. She was in a gray hoodie. And they have, uh, <clears throat> they have a video camera of her. And they also said there was the uh, witness said they saw her dressing up in a uh, gray hoodie and walking into the store. So, so they got her that. That's how they arrested her. But oh, also the dog is completely okay. Like the dog is fine. Yeah, the dog got out uh, after the fire was taken care of because it wasn't a huge fire. It was just a. It was just isolated. Yeah, and also it wasn't too. It wasn't too big. It was just that bottle of. Um, alcohol that was set on fire and I guess the bed caught on fire which is obviously could burn the whole house down but it wasn't like a huge fire but um, it is also believed that Sventes is also the uh, Sventes is his girlfriend is Mallory's uh, is Clarence's girlfriend and she's older than he is so they were thinking they were thinking that she influenced him to do all this like that way and she was just kind of blame it on him that's what his lawyers were talking about. So, mm-hmm. but they both need to go to jail. I don't care if you get talked into it or not. You still did something wrong. You still need to go to jail. Yeah, well, if, it, if it's a balance of power thing, then, you, I mean, you should both go to jail. But the person who influenced it, like kind of mm-hmm. pushed it, obviously get more because they masterminded exactly. it. Because some people, they can get talked into doing shit they probably normally wouldn't do under certain circumstances. So... If you hate your boss, or you are a boss, if you're a boss, be nicer. If you hate your boss, please don't kill your boss. Alright? No, just go on Facebook and talk shit about him like everyone yeah, else Yeah, but make does. sure you don't have your boss on Facebook. Alright? <laughs> Unless you're feeling really ballsy and just want to call him out. Oh, man. <clears throat> so, let's go to Bray. No, I'm joking. I know. went to Bray. Oh, my God. So, um... Yeah, that's all I got on that case. But oh man, can you, can you just imagine like you're the boss and you catch somebody and you think you're doing? Who's the boss? I said it was a great. Come show. on, you know that was a good show. We're not talking about the show. Come we on. talk about this lady. She was Come a boss, on. and then she called these people, and then the people didn't like it, and they tried to get her keys. They killed her for it, and then they got caught because they're idiots. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the show. <laughs> that's it. Oh. We got the we finished the two parter, and you got a story about uh, coworkers killing their bosses. So, yeah, and it, it, it as of now it should be Black History Month. So, go out there, go learn something new. If you're black, go celebrate that. Get drunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you follow us on all the social medias. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Leave us a like and a review of any sort. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts from. And stay safe yeah, out there. Yeah, stay safe. Um, we're everywhere now. You can't stop us. You can't stop us. All right. Yeah, no, we're growing like a horrible infestation. Emph- emphasis on infestation. All right. Bye. Oh. Bye. This podcast is part of the Colored Commentary Network. Colored Commentary Network. Colored Commentary Network. Colored Commentary Network. Colored Commentary Network where inclusivity matters.